Hey, what's going on, everybody? Kyle Means here. War Media in the house. Trying to stay dry. This rain's been a mother today, man. I'm still still wound up cleaning up some, <laughs> some rain. I'm on the second floor of a duplex, but I still had to... <laughs> Some rain come through my window, ain't that something? But uh, yeah, the rain washed out the Sox game today. It's been a lot of a lot of uh, precipitation on the south side in Chicago, throughout Chicago uh, today. But uh, I'm chilling, like I said, staying warm, staying uh, cool, and uh, putting on another episode of Monday Night Means. My man Drew, I think, should be. Uh, here soon. I'm trying to connect with him, see what's up, but uh, he uh, we'll see what's going on with him uh, momentarily. But uh, even without Drew, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, this message is funny. I just got from uh, yeah, even without Drew, I got a couple of guests coming on, a couple of great guests, uh, Phil Thompson from. Chicago Sun-Times, and, uh, of course, uh, one of our day one guys with War Media, Kenneth Davis, that Davis show and the Undercenter podcast, doing it big with Bears and uh, NBC Sports Chicago, which uh, I actually got something to say about NBC Sports Chicago as well. I said I would say that. Uh, I think I said that uh, if you read my stuff on uh, – the War Ready uh, Substack yesterday. I think I said I was going to do it at the top of the show, but that's what I, that at the time I was thinking I was going to have uh, Ken with me at the top of the show, me and Drew. But uh, he's going to be at the end of the show, so I'll save my my announcement for then. Yeah. In the meantime, like I say we got the socks going. Go socks. Socktober still in effect, at least for one day. And uh, winds up being two days because of this delay, uh, this postponement for tomorrow afternoon. The game four will take place. Uh, Sky, of course, win. I mean, yesterday was just a great day, great day overall for Chicago sports. I think a day that's going to uh, a lot of people going to remember for a long time. You know, given the success that happened in the day, the the stakes that were involved with the sky being in the finals game, they're winning their first finals game in, in franchise history. The bears seemingly turning a corner with uh, their offense and, you know, Justin Fields, the first game that he's really been entrenched now as the quarterback, starting quarterback empowered, if you will. And, um, you know, the white Sox holding off the elimination in you know very dramatic fashion, it looked <laughs> looked bad for quite a while there. At five one, down, five one at one point, and uh, it, you know they come back with some strong offense. Finally, getting some extra base hits in the in the series, the first extra base hits in the series. Lori Garcia with the big home run to uh, you know take the lead and everything, and you know. This was, you know, really lasted all day, a kind of a celebration and an upholding of a, a lot of the qualities that a Chicago sports has. You know, they could take us through a roller coaster of uh, good and bad, 
And, uh, you know, it's the reason why we stick with them because so often they fight and they uh, give us something to root for in the end. And, you know, we definitely got a lot to root for uh, yesterday. But, uh, yeah, coming out of the day, you got a Sky team that is two games away from a first ever world championship for them, WNBA championship. Uh, they got game two coming on Wednesday and, uh, and still in Phoenix. And uh, game three will be in Chicago on Friday, a potential clincher. Uh, your boy might be there. So uh, kind of hoping for that to be the case. And, uh, you know, the Sox, like I said, game, two, game four tomorrow and the Bears entering Packer week now, all important Packer week. Uh, so we got we gonna get into uh, more of all those things, and with Phil, um, we're gonna get into, do some sky talk with Phil. I've seen him, you know, he's been there covering the sky for the last uh, throughout the playoffs and stuff. I've seen him at Wintrust Arena doing his thing for the Tribune, but he's also covering the Blackhawks, uh, which uh, kick off their season this week, and uh, definitely want to get him to help me preview. The season, uh, you know, he's I call him, I call him the Swiss Army Knife for the Tribune Sports section. He, they really got that brother doing a little bit of everything. He's a you know special reporter. Does this, you know does a like I say a little bit of everything for the Tribune. So uh, and he's a good friend. So good to have him on. Uh, should be uh, momentarily. He might get on before uh, get on before Drew. Actually, okay. Right. <laughs> just getting Drew the link to come on with me. Only 13 minutes after, uh, well, actually, eight minutes after I went live, but 13 minutes after I wanted to. That's a, how efficient I am. Great job. Uh, okay, so yeah. Wait, wait, those some folks to chop it up with me to join me in moments, and uh, so I could quit vamping and actually get into some real conversation. But a real cool weekend, though. As a Sunday was a Sunday was a trip with all these games. You know, all uh, the whole weekend. You know, sports was crazy. Going back to Saturday with all the college games, Alabama being upset and. You know, big. You know, you had the big. Uh, you know, Big Ten country here, Iowa and Penn State had the big, big clash and everything. And of course, the boxing. If you, if you was in the boxing, and you know, uh, at the end of that night, you had uh, you know, Fury and and uh, and Wilder putting on a classic. You know, an amazing boxing match there. You know, really, if if you were in the sports this weekend, there was you got more than enough. Uh, you know more than enough to satiate you, you know, and uh, that's what a brother like me is like. So <laughs> that's what I like to do. So I was pleased. I And, uh, you know, come, like I say, coming with a lot to talk about here, but just not get to getting to the start that I want. <laughs> it probably was my fault because I didn't get through the, get through the link in time. But, uh, yeah, and I was clean. Like I said cleaning up. Uh, 
you know, wet uh, rain coming into my window and, and shit. And uh, like I say, Mon I'm trying to make Mondays a little better than <laughs> their reputation than the reputation that precedes Monday. But uh, the Mondays will get you. You know, the Mondays will definitely get you. But it's uh, you know, things starting to calm down. Like I say, by the end of this show, I think we'll be all right. And uh, I don't know how much of this beginning <laughs> to keep on YouTube. But uh, if see, I got the zero up there in the corner, so I'm not going. I'm not even going to amplify this or blast this until I get someone on the screen with me. So uh, maybe this would just be <laughs> my own personal. It's my own personal mistake. And I put up the link to my uh, my notebook that I uh, wrote. If you didn't get the chance to read it yet, didn't get a chance to check it out, I'll put it up here in the chat. Uh, I think you see that. Yeah, you definitely see it on uh, YouTube. I don't know if you see it on Twitter or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, okay. It's creeping 12 into 13 minutes live now. And all right. We got somebody on with us now. Thank you. Phil Thompson joining me. Hey. How you doing? Phil, all of me. Can you hear me? See, I've been I've been so worried about getting someone. I gotta get my audio stuff right. Phil, how you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm good, man. I'm this wasn't the type of start to the show that I was looking for. <laughs> my co-host isn't here. And uh yeah, it just was it's a little rougher than my last uh, couple weeks that I've been doing. Oh, this is all good. Thanks for having me. I tried to yeah. text you. I was having some trouble getting in. Oh, what was was they day in particular? No, I, I I clicked on the link. I guess uh, the the link was a generic link, and so like there was two links actually. I, I figured out okay, one is a generic link to restream, and the other is the link to your to your uh, stream. I think yeah, I think the one I think I don't know the generic one is for sharing or something, but I think um, so. Yeah, I they so. So you you gotta I I, I tried copying and pasting, and that's how I got in. So it's all I, good. Well, I'm glad you figured it out without me because I, I didn't <laughs> I had enough on my plate the past 15 minutes. But oh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm glad to have you on, man. It's, like I said, it's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Oh, and, thank um, you. Yeah, like I, I just go into what I was planning to talk to with you because, uh, you know, I was just vamping uh, before you came on, talking about yesterday and how busy it was and momentous it was, and you know, a lot of successful stuff happened yesterday between the sky and the Bears and the Sox, and you know, I, I think the sky really set it off. You know. You know, I, I want to start off with you in the, in the sky. I know that uh, 
you've been you've been sort of let off the hook, I guess, a little bit with the sky coverage because uh, <laughs> my guy James K is is writing about the sky now for the finals, but uh, for you guys, but but you have been there for the uh, for the playoffs. Says I. Let me get Andrew now, my co-host. Yep. How you Andrew, doing, bro? All right. How you guys doing? Yeah. Sorry, man. I I I I didn't even I didn't send you the link for today. I sent you the link for yet for tomorrow for our other <laughs> show that we doing. So that was on me, man. It's all good. I was in here watching the uh, Black Widow finally with my girlfriend. I was like, oh, I didn't know he's gonna be on. All right, let me <laughs> grab this computer real quick. Well, I, I appreciate you you uh, interrupting the, the movie for me, man. But so but yeah, we got uh we got Phil Thompson here at the Tribune. We just getting into some talk about the sky and um you know how how they their success yesterday, you know maybe setting them up for a championship run here, man. We we look we you know two game two wins away for them, you know they got the uh, the the win in Phoenix and they got a uh, another another shot. To really take control of the series in Game Two on yeah. Wednesday, but uh, you know, Phil, going back to uh, you know what I was saying, you know, you you've been covering the team. I've seen you at the arena throughout yeah. the playoffs, and uh, you know, what what are your thoughts on that? You know, how they were able to jump out and take that Game One yesterday. Well, look, let me say, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm glad I was able to uh, do at least some of, some of the coverage. I had to pivot to Blackhawks because, you know, the season uh, is starting Wednesday. So, I mean, James K had to, to take over, and thank you to James. Uh, as far as the sky, uh, I think uh, one of the keys that they've done is uh, very similar to what they did uh, against the Connecticut Sun is that they made uh, their bigs down low uncomfortable you know they, they crowd them uh I, I think they're good about um closing out you know when you know when they try to pass out to the perimeter you know they, their defense is just overall is improved i mean the bigs used to kill the sky you know this kyle you know this kyle i mean you you've seen uh the bigs just have their their way you know uh folks like griner and and Duana Bonner, uh, Tina Charles from the New York Liberty. I mean, it used to be a thing where they, they had no kind of interior defense. Uh, they've seen, James Wade seems to have solved that issue uh, since he's been in Chicago. Yeah, you got so much athleticism in their front and and toughness in their front court. You know, with uh, you know with, with Stephanie Dolson and. Uh, you know, as Stevens and and you know Candace being the cherry on top this year, you know she does she just does so many great things on both ends of the court, and the team just is it sort of melds around her. You know, whenever she's on the court, you know we've talked about this a lot on our basketball show, running with war, and you know on and on here as well. Like just the success with her on the court versus off the court has been. Is obvious. It's by the results, and it seems that now that she's been healthy throughout the playoffs, there hasn't been any interruptions, anything. To that, the team has just gotten better and better with each game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think one of the great things you see with them is these defined roles. I mean, Kalia Copper uh, always has had athleticism. 
It's just mm. her finding a way to get her game under control. And you see what you get when you get a controlled Kalia Copper. I mean, it's, I kind of look at it as controlled chaos because she's still like really emotional and, and dynamic out there. But when she plays smart, it, it's phenomenal. And then you have uh, so Courtney Vandersloot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you have Courtney Vandersloot directing things, she's always going to make smart plays. That allows Candace Parker to sit back and, and pick her battles and, you know, just come in at the absolute moments that they need her. And that's that's a I mean, with Azrae doing what she does in the post to what you were saying, Kyle. I mean, that's that's a tough combination right there. Yeah. And and you you look at the runs they had like it was like a 17-2 run to end the yeah. first half and that seemed to be something that the mercury in particular had some trouble with like you know I, I wrote about it yesterday they gave that they gave up that 24 run to the aces in the last series you know this this seemed that seemed to be just the wrong way to go when you go when you're going against the sky team because they're so uh, they're so good at getting into passing lanes and getting the ball out in transition. Yeah, they've, they've really been expert at that in these playoffs, and they've been getting getting points in transition, fast break points. They've been beating all their opponents in that particular stat. And you know, I, I, I know uh, Tarasi said they wasn't tired, but if you got to chase those, you know, the, those those stallions that the that the sky got up and down the court, you're gonna yeah. get tired eventually. Yeah, absolutely. What what are your thoughts, Drew? So um, I've just been impressed the, the the games that I've seen, the parts of the games that I've been able to see. You spoke to Copper's um, kind of just being everywhere in the control of chaos, just how she's like everywhere. She's everywhere, offensively and defensively. I think she pulled down 10 rebounds yesterday to go along with her um, team high contributions and points. Um, just the way that this team was kind of – it almost like they, they flipped the switch. Like they had to have their backs against the wall in order for us to see what we thought they would be um, before this before this season started when they picked up Candace Parker. We talked a lot of a lot about the sky and their expectations all throughout this season and um, how things haven't been going their way because of injury, because of Olympic duties and um, the whole nine yards. And all of a sudden, you know, here they are like, uh, Coach Wade said, who would have thought two weeks, two and a half weeks ago that they would have stolen home court um, in the finals? Like, this is – it's a crazy turn of events, but at the same time, this is where we all thought they would be. It's just a, it's just a weird way for them to get here. Um, what, do you, what do you two see in terms of – Phil, you spoke to it a little bit in terms of, of how Azaree Stevens and Stephanie Dolson, how their roles flip a little bit um, – between what it was last series and then with um uh with the MVP of the league. Um her name is escaping me right now. Um John Quill Jones. John Quill Jones, thank you. And then having to go up against Brittany Griner, two different kind of styles of players. Cause we saw Dolson come out and hit what was it hit for 12 points yesterday, I believe it was. Yeah. I, yeah. That, that's what yeah, really she yeah, she got some nice points off the bench. Like, go ahead, Phil. You go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, uh, I mean, look, I, I'll just have to admit, I was kind of surprised by Dolson's uh, performance, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, but I think it's, if you look at a bigger picture, that's just kind of how the sky have been. You know, you, you can't just pin one person and say, okay, if you shut this person down, uh, then 
you know, you you have solved the sky because the the way that um, Wade is able to use um, each person, even people from his bench, um, anybody's able to step up and and they know their role. You know, they they know, uh, you know, I, I can pass out uh, to quickly. Uh, you know, I, I know that if they if they try to corner Vandersloot, uh, Candace Parker can be a distributor. They, they just feel they they're good at identifying the needs on the fly and then adjusting yeah. to them. That's a good point. And it's, it's so and, much and oh, oh, can can I just fast? Because some somebody else said something else that I, I thought was it might have been you, Kyle, um, about the trans. Or apologies if it was you, Drew, but about the transition. Uh, that was a very uh, keen point because uh, I, I know uh, the Sun coach, Kurt Miller, said that if you can't stop the sky in their transition game, it's a wrap. You know, they're, they're just going to – and that's how they, they jump out to these fast leads, even though it didn't happen against uh, the Mercury. Uh, it, it happened a quarter later. It, yeah. if, if you let them get in transition, especially with Copper, uh, you're in for a long night. Um, you know, the quote Adrian Broner, uh, I'm thinking I'm getting cooked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyle's not impressed. I'm done multitasking. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, with you. <laughs> I'm just messing with yeah. you. I think, I think your screen is frozen on mine. You just had the same deadpan, like, oh, don't try to be funny on, on my <laughs> Okay, I got this. Oh, no. No. I might have been frozen, but no, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm multitasking, man. But feel, feel yeah, free no. to be as funny as you can be because I, I need it right now. <laughs> no, but no, I, was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say quick, and yeah, I think the mo, uh, like I say, the, the team is very multifaceted. I think. You look at breaking down to each player, get a player like like Dolson, who you may think would be more of a just primarily a post player, but she's also very good at distributing, passing the ball, passing the ball from the high post, and that she can actually do some set jumpers sometimes too, which could help stretch okay. defenses in the half court. And of course, you know, every I think everybody on that team can pass well. And you know, as a raise, great at rebounding, getting in, getting into great position on the post. Uh, Copper is a great rebounder for her size. Like, is is a like they just do mad things well. Like each of them, each of those players, and you know, it, it's it's great how they've they've come together as a unit. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Like like we talked about, Copper. She just is everywhere, and, and Phil spoke to it in terms of the transition buckets. Like, I feel like she ignites all of that. And if, if for whatever reason teams or opposing defense are able to get back and stop that, then you've got to deal with them in a half court where Candace Parker and, and Courtney Vanderslew kind of take over, and you got, you know, dead-eye shooter and, and Quigley on the court as well. Um, the things just are clicking at the right time for this team. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't underestimate the fact that, uh, you know, several of these – teammates have been together a long time you know even preceding james wade so that you know they've learned their tendencies they've been able to develop their their games they've come some like those have come from other systems where they know things that work 
and can help elevate their game. So they've had a lot of time to communicate these things to each other and develop this kind of rapport. And I, I think it's, you know, they just needed someone that can put it all together. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to add one other thing. I, yeah. I wanted to write a column about this, but, you know, I just didn't have the time because of, like, conflicts. But, you know, I, <laughs> I see this. You know, I don't want to tread on the old cliche of the underdog. But in a lot of ways, I see a common theme of uh, how, like, this team has been dismissed and pieces of the team have kind of been dismissed. You know, how often Courtney Vandersuit has been overlooked for uh, Diana Taurasi. And, you know, people in WNBA circles, of course, know Vandersloot, but uh, among the, you know, the media and the general public, it's all about Taurasi and other guards. Um, you know, people thought Candace Parker, some people thought, okay, she's on the decline. Um, yeah. You know, James Wade talked about not being wanted and, and kind of uh, dismissed um, as a head coach. There's To me, there's this undercurrent. Well, and then look at a franchise. I, I want to go back to way back to Elena Deladon, who was the face of the franchise, right? She was the sky. It was the Deladonettes. And, you yeah. know, no fault of her own. She wanted to be um, closer to Delaware. And, but bottom line is almost like a rejection that she said, you know, I, I want to be somewhere else. And this was the person who defined the sky at the time. So th this, t this franchise has come back from a lot. And this common theme of like being overlooked and dismissed, I, I think somebody should point that out. That That's a great point, man. And like, it's it's taken a lot of time. Like it's you know eight seasons, essentially seven years, and um, like they that that fourteen team, which interest interestingly enough they went, they went against Phoenix as well in the finals. That was the Deladon dominated team, but you know even though she was able to bring that team to a finals here, you know it wasn't enough for her because she you know like you say Phil, she had her family reasons why she wanted to be closely back on the East Coast, but, you know, she it just wasn't enough for her to be here in Chicago. Right. They had to build build it up brick by brick again. They went through a couple coaches, a couple of general managers, and they end up finding one guy in, in James Wade who was able to fill both shoes. Uh, Vanderquigs, that duo, is the only <laughs> teammates that are left from that 14 yes. team. And exactly. so you like, – you have pretty much a whole new team, even though those two are such keys. They they become even more important to the franchise in the time since then. But you know, they just like I said, they just built a team up from scratch. They had that and that great disappointment in 2019, where they thought they were going to break through that year, but you had that uh, series ending uh, play and um, the half court shot in Vegas. And you know they know there was, there was <laughs> well three yeah three court well, well yeah no 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 okay look Kyle you should know something about me uh, I was I was uh, raised a Washington football fan but I still okay. say uh, 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 what's his name had a, had that catch um, I, I can't think of the Dallas Cowboy the point I'm trying to make. Is oh, uh, Des Bryant, yeah, d thank you, Des Bryant. That was a catch, and that shot was not a shot. Her foot was out of bounds, clearly. 
Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, the, I'm not the type to be a homer. I want the call <laughs> to be right. right. Yeah. And it wasn't right. Des Bryant had a catch, and that was not a shot. <laughs> now speak okay. on it, Drew. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so you're to, to kind of piggyback off of your point though about the underdog mentality. Also, I think the fact that the sky had to go back to back series or one game elimination um situations, I think that played a huge part in what they're doing now. There's something to be said about the the rust versus rest factor. Um, and then being able to come out with their their backs against the wall and just you know ready to ball. Phoenix out. Phoenix has done that too. True, that's true, part but, of um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Just in terms of their, just in terms of in terms of the run that the sky have made, kind of separating them from from Phoenix. Just in general, if we're talking about just the the sky, uh, and adding into what kind of maybe factored into them being able to flip that switch uh, now and play some of the best basketball they have this year. Yeah, you're right yeah, about I'm, the Mercury though. Yeah, that, yeah, like I say, they they both went through the same path. They both beat uh, top seed to get here and, and uh, uh you know the, i think it's the first time they've a five versus a six in the finals and uh at least in this uh this current playoff format that they have so it is it's but, it's but, quite a series but hold on kyle but, but hold on kyle because no one no one is shocked that the mercury were able to do that because they have the pedigree okay <laughs> remember the the sky had that seven game losing streak and there, you're not going to tell me that. I don't think we should be shocked at either team. Like, like Drew said, they the expectations were there for the sky at the beginning. Year. Just they went into the season and just fumbled a bit, but they gotten back together to what we sh what we think they should have been back in May when the season started. And you know, like I, I never get what you said with Phoenix. Phoenix, they got. You know, like three hole. They got like, they got a real big three in Skylar Diggins and and Tarasi and uh, Brittany Griner. They got a lot of talent. They and, and you look at a, a Kia Nurse, and this is a big reason why they probably not going to win the series because they they yeah. lose another good player like Kia Nurse for the series. Yeah. Okay, so they that's, that's a big part of their depth. And uh, and I think she actually played pretty well during the regular season against the Sky in particular. Um, the Sky also didn't have. Uh, uh, they didn't have Candace in two of their games against Phoenix in the regular season. So a lot is going for the sky at this point in time. Like I say, health wise and you know momentum wise and all that. But but let's uh, let me caution you. Let's not give this series to them just yet. Now I, mean, I, I, I want to give it to him, Phil. I want to give it to him, but but, but you. <laughs> You okay? Be be the sober minded. You 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 gonna be the sober. I'm gonna be the homer. You be the sober minded journalist. And why I shouldn't just give him the championship yet? Well, because I mean, did you not see what Tarasi did? I, I'll I'll start and end with in, in game five. Yes. yes. I, okay. I, yeah. Yeah. She she snapped in game five. Yes, he did. Snapped. Off, so yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't care. I mean, oh, I do care that she has Griner with her and, and Dig, the Scholar Diggins, as, as you mentioned. But I mean, this is this is a Hall of Famer's Hall of Famer. So let yeah. don't ever now, don't right, ever right, right off. I, I guarantee yeah. you, James is not. <laughs> no, uh. -uh. <laughs> but 
but this is something I'm, I'm, I think we're we going to talk more, Drew, on, on Running With War. But, but I don't I want to go into it too much. I'll just give a little taste. But okay. do you think this, but Phil, do you think this is a battle, this series is a battle of the goats between Tarasi and Parker? Yes and no. Like, like I said, I, I think Parker is not as much um, the engine as she was with the Sparks. I think she's playing a very smart role in, in using that kind of veteran leadership. I think you especially saw that in game four. Um, I, I don't think that was played up enough. I'm like, she she's picking her moments and she knows, uh, you know, you know, when to be the scorer, you know, when to be the killer and when to be the distributor. And I think when she's playing that role um, and, and, and kind of corralling this group, um, and, and giving them confidence, I, I, I think she can be extremely effective in that way. Um, Tarasi is just a straight killer, <laughs> you know. Not to say that Parker's not, but I'm, I'm trying to make the distinction between <laughs> their roles. You yeah. know, that they go nowhere without Tarasi. To me, what are, what are your thoughts, Kyle? I mean, I'm I'm a big. I've always been a big fan of Tarasi. I, I I love her ability to create off the dribble, her, her shooting ability, her, the killer instinct, like you say, the ability to to compete and and tear hearts out of opponents. So yes. yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think she I I always draw myself more to the to those type of players who have that, that ability to, you know, especially in the women's game, where you don't see so much of the high flying. You know, if a player can dominate on on the court, on the court, with, off the dribble, then player who's gonna stick with me. That's why I'm loving Kyle so much. You know, because her ability to just really fly across the court and and fly up and down between each rim and do her thing like that. So, you know, I think with 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 Candace, you have more of a sort of traditional mid to mid to post range game and there's there's a certain there's a certain elegant her play that but she, it, it sort of belies her competitive spirit but she get she could get down with the best of them so I, when i see her do things like like if there were plays with against connecticut seeing her up close where she was like you know just making moves you know uh doing certain things in the post making moves and Finding finding her angle, uh, finding her spots in the post that are just really really great to look at, and then you could just you know get in the middle of a of a rebound situation, put a little elbow up too, and do that. Like yeah. she 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 has that she has that ability to 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 be I say have a killer instinct as well. So I think I think I, I'm I'm a whole Candace up and. Uh, there was one tweet that I saw on Sunday that was like, if Candace wins, then she has a better argument. If she wins this series, then her argument against uh, uh, Tarasi will be much stronger because even though Tarasi will still have more titles, Candace will have maybe the more impactful titles. When you look at her being the, the main person in LA, and then you could look at her really building up 
sort of like in a in a Jordan like way, creating a winning tradition here with the Chicago women's team. Cause you know, we know before Jordan there was barely any winning tradition for the Bulls. Candace may do a similar thing with the sky here if she gets them to run, you know, all the way. No, and absolutely. And I think uh, we're saying a lot of the same things. You're you're talking about the subtleties of her game, and I'm I'm talking about the subtleties of her psychology, uh, and and the way that it affects the team. Because I, you know, um, I, I can't remember the score of that loss against the Sun, but it it, it it it. Let me put it this way: the old sky would have mentally, psychologically folded. I think. You know, they would probably argue sure. and say, no, absolutely not. But the way they we saw that a lot like in, the, that, in the bubble, we saw that a lot in the bubble field. Yeah. Them no, fold sorry, here. Ahead. Yeah, them, them fold. But we, but go now, go ahead with your point because I'm I just backing you up because, like you said, mentally in the past couple of years, especially, they have folded at particular points where they were challenged. Yes, absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it better. So, you know, when, when you infuse, because look at her history, like all the disappointments that she had and that, what she had to go through uh, to, to finally get that, that championship. Uh, you know, a lot, I'm sure she didn't want to be like the Buffalo Bills of her sport. <laughs> uh, you know, she's too talented for that, but you, you have to build up a certain mental fortitude at a certain point. And I, I say the same thing with, you know, Quigley and, and Vandersloot, you know, all all the turmoil that they had to go through with this franchise and they're still standing. So, you know, a little, you know, 12-2, uh, 14-2 run, that's not going to phase them at this uh, point in their careers. I don't think. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's part of the DNA of this team now. Yeah, I think um... – just to, just to kind of go off you guys, I think it, it kind of just comes down to maybe uh, Candace Parker's impact is felt a little differently beyond the stats than what you might see with Tarazi. I think. Yeah. yeah. But guys, guys, let me bring Ken Davis on, uh, our final guest for the day. And uh, what's up, Ken? Mister, Mister, <laughs> Mister Day. That uh, that day. Show, of course, uh, original and uh, no, that Dean Davis show, of course, legend. And he's building his legend steadily with uh, NBC Sports Chicago and the and the Understand podcast. Uh, it just got on with just just was on with Cap a couple hours ago huh? on the on the what's what's that show? The yeah. Rush, the Rush, the Rush. Real quick, he's, real quick. He's a go-to I, guy now. I have, I have not talked to one Phil Thompson. I want to thank you, sir. Do you know what you did? I don't know if you know what you did. Uh, you, I'm, I'm a little scared now. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, sir, broke Dean Davis up. I want you to take full credit for that. And I don't think you knew that. <laughs> that you, sir, did that. You are the reason that DeMoz decided that it was time for him to bow out after those <laughs> conversations in that story that you were doing last year. I forgot this talked, story. That's when he started thinking, and he stepped away. So shout out to you, Phil, for destroying Cruz. 
Oh wow! <laughs> See, I knew I had a reason to be to be scared. <laughs> oh, well, he's happy. He's happy, and that's what's most important. No, no, no. I, right, I, I, too. Hey, I knew you guys would, would always be on the the big thing. So, the the the, uh, yeah, the minds is the minds is listen, material. I agree with you. I agree. And real quick on the past topic, I'm told. Listen, I. It doesn't seem like I'm a diehard or was a diehard Sky fan. I was in love at one point in my life with the WNBA, and in particular Sky, and I started to dislike them because Sylvia Fowles wanted to leave. We know why Della Don wanted to be closer to home. But it was always the organizational things that made me like – like, for instance, I used to watch, of course, because the WNBA draft is right after uh, college basketball's tournament, right? So I used to watch it every year, hoping that one year, and because it's not a lottery, really, you fall into how, how bad you were, that we would luck up. I remember getting Candace Dupree. And it's like, yeah, she's good. Mm. And then seeing Candace Dupree kick our asses in the finals, all right, like when she yeah. was with the Mercury, right? Yeah. So I remember with Demaz this one time. This is this should just get you the history of it. I remember uh, the year where uh, Wiggins was coming out um, of Indy, and he's like, yeah. I want her. And I said, do you know Della Don is coming out of Delaware? I said, no, 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 no. You got to go get that one. But I'm so happy. And Phil, you were right. In the past, mentally, they would have crumbled. It's not even a question they would have crumbled mentally. And that's, you hate to give, and it's not just uh, it's not just Candace Parker. It's the growth from Vandersloot and Quigley and so on and so forth. Yeah. But to see her come home, people don't do this. This is different. You don't yeah. come home, and perhaps they will win. I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to say they'll win it all. I thought that before the finals commenced. And to me, they, I, and I wanted that mercury smoke from the past, right? I, let's finish this off, right? <laughs> yes. Um, but you, you never see a story where a player comes home and is a key factor, you know, not just because of their KG vet or it, this is physically and mentally she's brought this edge and it's I, I I don't think enough people are going to appreciate this championship winning if they get it because it's a beautiful thing and it's a it's a fantastic Chicago story. This is an all time Chicago story to say the least. Chicago yeah. land story. No, it really is. I think it's and, something. And, and, yeah. And thank you, Chicago. I think you just you just finished my column for me. <laughs> you know, you just put the cap. No, it's true because uh, I I don't want to take over, but uh, I mean that was a fantastic point. Uh, Candace did not have to come back, and don't give me this thing about, uh, you know, they persuaded her with portillos and and, you know, <laughs> and deep dish pizza. Can't she can she can order online whatever Chicago food that she wants to get, or and she gets home enough that she can get. Not that an elite athlete is probably eating all that junk food every day anyway. <laughs> no, that I think she saw an opportunity and finally, you know, and you raised a good point about Sylvia Fowles. That was another rejection. Finally, somebody accepted and said, you're worthy. I, I think I can be a part of elevating you to another level. Yeah. So that was a, a great point. I just had to co-sign that point because I thought it was a fantastic point. That is, it's you very meaningful. You can have your show back, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. It's good. I'm, I'm, you guys are all bringing up good stuff, Kim. I'm, I'm, I wanted you to, to to bring in a quick point on the on the sky as well. I know you've been you've been rooting for him again. So it's all 
the city, you know, at least the ones who, like I say, who are into basketball like that, are, I think they have been getting behind this team. And I think this this team right now has a – it is a, it's, it's great how they've, they've been able to maneuver themselves to get some shine within this very busy schedule that we all have right now when you when you talk about the Sox and the Bears being, you know, interesting if not competitive and the Bulls showing themselves uh, possibly competitive. The Sky may be the best story, at least right now, in, in, in the city, and that's meaningful. But uh, when you look at that crowd that they had, you know, Phil, you were there, you know, that they had for that game for, you know, celebrities and, you know, all type of, uh, you know, all, all type of energy and uh, ESPN national tele- television crowd. Like they showed out for the city and for that franchise. It's the type of thing that really, for me, welcome back after the pandemic and everything, putting it in a broader sense, it welcomed back a real sports moment yesterday with the Sox too, but just a real energetic, memorable sports moment for me. And as and in the more specific basketball sense, real playoff energetic that we haven't had since what twenty Bulls? Like you know, that's not something that we could take for granted. Was it legit? Was it legit? It wasn't legit. I mean, we kind of knew. I mean, it was. I don't want to. Yeah, we was wishing on a star. Wishing on a star. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but that that energy that that you get from this from some some kind of competitive basketball playoff basketball, we got to get with the sky, and you know it's, it's meaningful. Like I said, how how what kind of legs the story will have? They'll probably depend on what they have beyond this year, but you know for this year, thing of Candace coming back, like you say, Ken, and you know showing herself to be. In, in a lioness in winter, as, as it is, uh, you know, still a great player in her, what, 13, 14? You know, it, it's, it's, it's been a lot, a lot to take in and, and, a, and a marvel, uh, to marvel at. So, but I, I, I want to get too stuck on that. You know, we wish the sky well. Definitely thumbs up on them buying the sky, uh, you know, going to the, the Chicago Sports Exchange stuff. But uh, I, you know, Phil, I want to bring you on, of course, also to talk a little bit about the Hawks. You know, I called you, I called before you came on, I called you the Swiss Army knife of the Tribune. And, uh, you know, they right. got you, they got you doing the, the Hawks coverage. But, uh, you know, first, that, that this isn't your first rodeo with the Hawks, right? You've been, you've covered them before. Yeah, well, I, I really started, um, like, I had done isolated stories before, but really uh, started when Jimmy uh, Greenfield uh, left the Tribune and, you know, I jumped on uh, right after NBA All-Star game and, you know, the pandemic happens. <laughs> so it's been an interesting uh, run uh, since then uh, with the Blackhawks. How have you liked, I, I mean, I, I know you know, it, it's, it, it's kind of, some beats you you see more brothers than than others. I know that uh, <laughs> yeah. you know this beat is going to be it's a little challenging in some ways socially, but you know how have you been being treated so far on the oh, beat? Oh, uh, it, it's been great. Uh, it, and you, you raised a good point. I went from covering the Bulls 
to covering the Blackhawks. So it it was a uh, it, it, it was a shock to the system. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> but it's been all good though. Uh, you know, uh, everybody's been uh, pretty welcoming and and you know kind of showing me the ropes of the beat. So yeah, it's been good. I'm not going to say that there's any prejudice or anything in the Hawks organization. You went from think... Wakanda to Frozen. <laughs> he went from Wakanda to uh, to Siberia. Yeah. Oh, man. Why you got to do me like that, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Actually, anytime, anytime yeah. I'm reading it and I, I, see the, I see you covering the Blackhawks, I, I I mean I love getting to the bottom of the page and seeing you covering the Blackhawks. I mean in general being a good a great journalist, but also being a brother and showing because you're you're setting up generations for the future to know you don't have to limit yourself, you know. And that's that's the beauty of it, and that all these sports are open to us. You don't have to stick to the things that people may think that we should be covering. So I always enjoy seeing your, your name and your picture. I appreciate okay. that. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean to that point, you know. Like I say, you you're definitely a great representative for uh, as just as a journalist, and uh, you know I, I think you you know you're gonna like I say like Ken said you're gonna show an example that you know brothers can be in the hockey and they could cover it just as well as anyone else, and uh, you know really excited to see your coverage day in and day out, you know uh, you know going forth this season, you know uh, real quick you know. They've had an off season where, you know, I guess be productive. You know, they got some talent in. They took care of the uh, the goaltender situation, which was, you know, a, a which was an, an, a blaring you by getting uh, Fury in. You know, and and, and that was even a, that was with that week where he was like, I don't know, I might retire. That was that was like, man, <laughs> the Hawks. You know, that was like the Hawks could take that L man if you if you back to wherever he's from instead of instead of playing there but but he, he he decides to join the team and you know I guess starting from that you know how do you size up the team coming into this do they stand a chance to be more competitive this year I, I guess more so than last year but you know to what extent I, I think uh, and thank you for that setup uh, I definitely think they should be more competitive. Uh, I, I think I say cusp of playoffs, but I'm not ready to put them in the playoffs uh, just yet. Because for one thing, you, they're they're in a highly competitive uh, division. Um, they, they have a lot of new pieces playing very prominent roles. Um, there's a lot of um, mix-ups. So let me just kind of break it down. I mean, we first. Uh, we, you hope that Fleury still has that kind of Vezina Trophy level play. Um, and there's a the whole thing, you know, how much is the goalie? How much is it the defense in front of him? Uh, you might see some regression with him because the Hawks just have not had great defense in recent years. Uh, and then, you know, they brought in new pieces on that front. So they have Seth Jones. Um, the Jones boys now. The Jones, the Jones boys, uh, you know, those are two brothers right there. So see, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was mad. I saw. I was mad. I saw they let go of Subban, but then I was like, oh, oh they brought two other brothers in. So we have it some representation. Uh, Subban is still in the organization, though. He, he's still, uh, you know, he's going down to Rockford. 
Uh, he cleared oh, okay. I thought I read that wrong. Out. I thought he was let go entirely. Okay. But that's good. Well, no, no. They, no, technically they did They did let him go, but they have to oh, clear okay. waivers. And somebody, if they're going to take him onto their roster, onto their active roster, they could claim him. But he passed through oh, that okay. along with Colin Delius, so he's still within the organization, which they're happy about. Uh, they were talking about that today. So, you know, you, you got uh, Seth Jones, you got Jake McCabe. They're two defensemen. Uh, that they really spent money on, especially Jones. Uh, you know, he's going to be like making nine point five million a year starting next year, and they're locked up with him for long term. So they really think this is the guy to turn around this defense. We will see. He's kind of had an uneven camp and uneven uh, preseason, but it takes time to get used to a, a new system. Um, he's also, you know, part of their power play. There are other new pieces there. They got Tyler Johnson from the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, you're taking a big risk. You know, he, he's small, Kane small, the Brinkett small. You're putting them all on the line together. So, you know, you're taking Kirby Doc off that line and putting Tyler Johnson. It looks like it's worked so far, but, you know, we'll see. You know, will it cost them on defense when you have three small forwards like that? There are a lot of issues. You know, you got a whole new kind of power play. The penalty kill is struggled. You got a lot of these pieces that you're juggling. You're trying to see, is it going to come together quickly or are they going to struggle with it a bit? Where did, where you, let me, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You go ahead, No, no, go let, ahead. Let me, ask, let me ask you this. Thanks, Drew. Let me ask you this. What about the about face that Bowman did when we, we thought this was going to be a slow roll through youth? And then it's like, yo, I'm going to go get Flurry and I'm going to go get Seth Jones. And, and now – you've hastened this and skipped some steps that you probably needed, let alone the cap ramifications that are going to go along with this. But what are your thoughts on the fact that they set out and said the plan was to grow the youth to perhaps capture the, the end of Kane and Taves. And we haven't even talked about Taves and his injuries, not even being there last year. And now you've just hastened this and threw these guys in. And as you said, they're not going to be in the front of, at the, the front of the crowd. They're, there's a chance they may be in the back of the crowd and, you may stay at the back of the crowd because now you're older instead of growing younger and perhaps hitting on some of those young kids that you would have gotten in the future. Right. Well, I, I will say two things to that. Yes, you, you raise a valid point. By going this route, uh, you will delay um, the development of some of these young players um, that showed a lot of promise. Uh, on the other hand, okay, well, let me back up even further. First, you know, Bowman wouldn't admit like before the pandemic that this was a rebuild. He said, no, you know, we're just adding pieces. And then later on around the bubble, he admits, like I asked him back in that February, oh yeah, this is a rebuild. So now we got a rebuild. So now like to your point, they bring in these big pieces. Oh, we haven't, you know, some people say we scrapped the rebuild. Other people, uh, Bowman says, Oh, no, we just accelerated rebuild. So now it's a whole thing of semantics that, you know, is this a wholesale scuttling of the rebuild or are they just kind of jump-starting it? Their answer to that is that we always said that um, we'll see if pieces fit and if they don't, um, we'll, we'll move to another piece or we'll find a veteran. Um, and so what Bowman's contention is is that he saw opportunities to kind of accelerate things um, that he didn't think would become available. He's mostly talking about Seth Jones. Fine, I'll, I'll give him that. But the Flurry move, you know that that one is questionable. And 
you know, you, you have to ask like what was the the reason for making that move if you you know you got to think that you're going to be competitive if you're going to take that away from Lankanen because Lankanen was not a bad goalie he was showing promise that was his rookie year yeah. Yeah. so I hope I answer I hope that answered your question I yeah mean, you yeah. answered you, you answered it you answered okay it. going off of that field yeah. though do you think that this was the the better move to make given uh Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane's age and not knowing you know how much more I don't want to say how much more they got left in the tank because Kane played extremely well last season but just doing the most that he can to put them in a better position team-wise to take advantage of what they do have left no, a a absolutely, I, and I think you you hit on it exactly, Drew. Uh, you you got to look at some of the factors, the things that you know the players are not going to admit to, and the management's not going to admit to. But you know we're not that far away. You know, a couple of years from the end of their contracts before they become unrestricted free agents. Taves is you know dealing with you know the, these health issues, and you know. I'm not I'm not trying to put any kind of thoughts in this head. I don't have any kind of source on this. But you know, if somebody is dealing with these health issues, he's got to assess um is it worth it to him to come back to this team? You know, does he want to try to request a trade? Does he want to consider retirement? I mean, you know, they've been losing guys from the championship teams, you know, uh Corey Crawford, Seabrook, Andrew Shaw. Uh, Duncan Keith wanted to go back uh, to be closer to his son, and you know, so he, you know, got a trade to the Edmonton Oilers. So you know, you, you have to look at these things. And the same thing with with Patrick Kane. He has this uh, mysterious injury that he doesn't want to disclose what it is, but you know, he he's dealing with physical issues, but still playing at a high level. So you know, is this part of a thing to kind of uh, because remember. There was a time, especially with Taves, that they weren't too happy about the direction of the Blackhawks pre-pandemic. And Jonathan Taves was pretty vocal about that. And I think what really set them off is when they traded Robin Leonard. So they uh, and they they really liked that guy. And it's like, what are we doing here? You know, you, you kind of yanked this opportunity. We still thought we had a, a chance to make the playoffs. So don't don't dismiss me. I mean, I think we got to go back to that time. And, and look at it and say, you know, they want to say in this direction. And I think both Kane and Taze have been happy with the moves and they've said so this summer. I mean, this, uh, this preseason. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask, like, what do you think, you know, before we move on, uh, what, what do you think we can expect on a pure playing level from Taze this year? Well, I mean, he, he's looked good so far um they they will not commit to uh, a load management plan you know taze won't hint at like taking days off um but you know all collagen will say is that we're going to be smart with him I, I think maybe you know he'll take off some some back-to-backs maybe they give um because they got a lot of young forwards they want to try maybe they give guys some extra run but so far, he looks like he he's held up. I, I think day to day, you know, whatever issues with lethargy, you know, feeling drained and and out of sorts. And he says sometimes he doesn't even feel like Jonathan Taves. Um, I think he's managing that on a day to day basis. Um, 
I think for him to miss time, there would have to be like some critical moment. Otherwise, it's going to be a day off here or, or there, you know, cutting back on minutes, you know, playing the game situation. Like if he doesn't need to be out there in this game situation, don't have him out there. But um, all through camp, I, you know, I think he's had um, I know he's had at least one maintenance day, maybe two, um, you know, but so have other guys. I haven't seen anything in camp that indicates that he's dragging. Okay. Yeah. Well, and the uh, game is uh, when this week? I, I, it's, it's not tomorrow. Wednesday. No, no, it's Wednesday, Wednesday okay. uh, at, at the Colorado Avalanche. Okay. Oh, I was pretty good last year, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. And they're, yeah. Uh, of course, just like the Lightning, this is like the worst possible scenario in terms of <laughs> <laughs> competition like that. I mean, they're supposed to be really good. So uh like a cup contender level. So are, are the are the Hawks on T V a lot this year? Oh they they got to do uh ESPN and Turner. Are, are they gonna be on T V a lot? Yeah, I believe I believe so. you telling me something that <laughs> I'm I'm asking because I I don't know. I'm I'm I know, you know, the Hawks are definitely a team that sort of rises the, the tide of, of the of NHL interest when they're good, but yes. they're not, not so good right sort of side, uh, feeling yeah, that yeah. out there. I don't know. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll be on TV. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I know they'll go, they're going through um, a change in the booth because, you know, Pat, Foley is winding yeah, down. Right. I'm gonna have yeah. people coming in uh, to, to, to help them out, and you know they're plus you know they're trying to schedule you know kind of tributes to various guys, like I mentioned, uh, like Seabrook, uh, you know Andrew Shaw. They had these legacy nights, and I'm sure there'll be something uh, for Troy Murray. You know, I don't know if you know what he's going through. You know, he's got the the um, the health issues that that are particularly bad. So. Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of storylines uh, with the, the Blackhawks, you know, on and off the ice this year. But, you know, I, I will say again, this, we would. Hmm? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said I will say this. Uh, I, you know, I think it'll be like Bowman hasn't put a timeline on what he or, you know, parameters on what he expects for Colladin. But I think it's like one of those things like with. Nagy, it's like we've given you pieces now. Um, what are you going to yeah. do with these? So I think there's going to be a higher level of scrutiny, even though they they won't say it or commit to like, well, you know, you got to make the playoffs either this year or next year, or you know, that's rabbit. I mean, that's just not been my experience. How they they're not pretty open like that. So what? Yeah, what's this about his third season now? Fourth, right? Yeah, he, he uh, started in November 20. He took over in, I believe, November 6, 2018 from mm -hmm. Quinto. Yeah, so it, you, you got to feel some heat at some point. So yes. We'll see. But uh, like, definitely you know, hope the Hawks give us another something to to root for as the you know, older and every so. You know, uh, we'll see how. They they go about I'm definitely gonna look forward to field coverage in the Tribune, but uh, you know appreciate you helping us uh, 
to something because I didn't have much myself, <laughs> you know, on the uh, <laughs> on the hot winter of the seasons. You know, I I I, I was I was gonna I was afraid I was gonna holler at Sid about that, but you know, I, I could never get him to answer emails. I don't, anyway, <laughs> I'll try to get a try to get us off by by the end of uh, by the top of the hour here. Uh, Phil and and of course my my guy Ken man, I'm I'm glad to have you on tonight. Um, you know for my announcement a little later, but uh, before that I want to talk to you about you know of course you doing your thing with NBC and uh, you know uh, you know numbers and a lot of uh, with the uh, the Under Center podcast. You haven't even talked to Bears really uh, on the show yet. Uh, you know, we went on like me, 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 Drew and Demons last went off for like fifty minutes on Maggie, even though they won. We was like dumping them for fifty minutes because you know, you know how partner is about that. <laughs> but but they won again this week. They won week, and you know, I think overall we have to feel pretty encouraged about the team. You know, it, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of you know danger ahead with the, the Packer week, and after that, you know, you got Tampa Bay. You know, I, you know, I, I'll just let you go at you know go off for a second here, Ken. You know, what are your thoughts on the team, and and what do you think? You know, how will you size them up right now after uh, the twenty to nine win in, in Vegas? Um, they're competitive. I mean, I think that. A part of this year, I mean, let's let's think about two losses. The Rams loss, and I think we all expected the Rams loss, right? But that yeah. loss still was like, hold up, this may be a lot worse, especially when you talk about defensively. Because I think in preseason and training camp, we thought, you know what, the defense seems like it may be closer to what it used to be. It's never going to be 2018, but it seems closer to what it used to be. And I think most of us believe that Robert Quinn – couldn't be as bad as he was last year. I don't think we thought this early on he was going to be play this well, though. You know, I thought you was going to get maybe 70 or 50 percent of what you're getting right now, um, right. even against the run at times, which, you know, historically, he hasn't been a good run stopper. Um, it's been frustrating. Then you look at the Browns game and it being being compounded by Justin Fields first start. And you're like, oh, so you guys may just get five victories this season. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when you see how well the defense is playing and Bill Shanahan laser, because he loves to run the ball, which, you know, Matt Nagy does it. Um, and Cal Shanahan makes running sexy, even though, you know, if you want to be smart, you got to show your, your, your brilliance in the passing game. But Bill Lazor's <laughs> commitment to running the ball. And on on top of that, the fact that I think how during that Lions victory, I know all of us had to have a feeling where it kind of dawned on you, oh, this season could be totally different if David Montgomery is seriously injured. And to see that Damian Williams and rookie Khalil Herbert, the grit that they ran, I mean, these guys are getting four yards consistently. You know, like this is throwback yeah. football for the most part. Like, we're going to put this in our running back's hands and we're going to use our quarterback somewhat, but we're not going to go into some pass-happy offense. To see the, that they totally changed, that Matt Nagy finally relented and owned up to the fact that he's not going to troll us and punish us anymore by play calling, um, it, it's, been, uh, it's, been a breath, it's been a breath of fresh air. You know, like, this season went from – First of all, let's think about all the waiting for Justin Fields to start, when he's going to start, 
Matt Nagy and Adam Hoke said on the podcast last week when Matt Nagy said that Andy's the starter right after the victory, that it doesn't really matter until Andy's healthy. And then we'll know who the real starter is. And then two days later, or it may have been the next day, when he came out first, he said Andy was uh, healthy. And I know everybody in the press room draws dropped because you thought the next thing, of course, was going to be he's the starter. But then to go with Justin Fields. And the fact that the season is really about preparing Justin Fields and now you have the proper prey caller, hopefully, I, I think so. But let's not act like Bill Lazor was a world beater with the Bengals. But still, he's he's definitely capable of doing his job. Um, it feels better. I feel like they have a chance. I don't think they'll beat the Packers just because I don't think right now they can put up enough points. I mean, even though you look at the, have the Bengals held them at what, 24. I mean, if you can keep, if you can keep the pack to around 24, you got a chance, but still the bears aren't scoring that many points. Cause you're basically saying that the bears need to try to get close to 27 points. Um, you see, you're seeing more and more of the offense start to open up. For Justin Fields, I feel like as they feed him a little bit more, you actually saw a tight end receive. Jesper Horstead actually got a touchdown. Tight ends have been blocking, but haven't been in the um, in in the play call. I, I like it. I like right. I like what they're doing right now because they're not world beaters, particularly on offense, but they're playing to their strengths and it's common sense. And they just they just haven't been using common sense for the longest. Uh, it's it's really been disrespectful, to be honest to you, especially just because one person wanted to to have his hands on something because you know he didn't want to have idle hands. Um, but I, it's a positive. I I definitely I, think I they definitely can beat the pack. I think Tampa is going to a little bit down there, Tampa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I I think they can beat this. I, I think they can beat the Steelers. I'm surprised that the Steelers actually won this week. Um, I don't know what's going to happen as far as the entirety of the record and they, if they make the playoffs. I'll, I'll say this is my last part. Making the playoffs this year, backing in, won't be as bad to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this as I'm thinking about it. It won't be as bad to me as last year. Because last year, you went through the six-game losing streak. You went to the offensive line being in shambles. Um, you went to winning uh, versus teams that were bad. This year, looking at how rough the schedule is compared to last year, but also having a rookie quarterback, if you end up backing in, I would give them I would give them more props than I gave them last year if they can pull that off this season. Uh, yeah, the goalposts are definitely moving towards Nagy, where he he could say, "Look, if I could get this team to seven eight, nine wins with a rookie quarterback starting." what, 13, 14 games, you know, that's going to look good for him. And, and if, if Fields is getting the right experience along the way and, you know, for somehow if, if he's if, he, if he's being cradled by laser and kept away from Nagy's influence enough, maybe they will have something of the guy that they, they – maybe they will have the guy that they know that they want at the end of this season. I'm not even going to get into Nagy's uh, – I'm not going to really get – I, I was kind of thinking about it, but I'm not going to get into really where he is, his job security-wise yet. It's still early for that. He's – like he's gotten some sense knocked into him. Somebody knocked to him over the past week, and he, it, it, and it was right on time. That's all I'm going to say about that. Look, can – First, let me say, Ken, you're speaking my language, and I'm, I'm glad you're on top of you're, you're totally on top of this Bears thing. 
But I have some comments that I want to put in the phrase of questions for you. Um, am I mistaken or did Bill Lazor uh, have to take over last season with the play calling? How is it we got back to Nagy calling the plays again? Um, was there general manager malpractice with uh, Ryan Pace deciding that because I got two rookie uh, offensive linemen that I could afford to dispatch, uh, you know, Charles Leno and Bobby Massey, even though, you know, they're not all-stars, but they're serviceable offensive linemen. And I'm going to put my rookie behind, you know, this offensive line sight unseen. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, wasn't it Pace that hired <laughs> Nagy with just like a, you know, basically a minute of play calling experience himself? Yeah. So, you know, there, maybe I, I a lot of Phil, questions. Maybe like, a minute. Focus on Nagy, but I want to get into this pace thing, Half too. Look, look <laughs> so I, it's funny. Uh, about two weeks ago on Under Center, we had Alex Brown. And Alex was speaking about Ryan Pace. And he's like, he's like you know, uh, basically he's giving Ryan Pace a pass. And while he's doing it, it's, it's, it's me and Siafa on the show. And he's like, you know, I've known Ryan for 10 years. I said, hold up. And then Siafa starts, I said, he was a player personnel guy when you were down there. So you have an affinity for him. That's why you're covering for him with the New Orleans when he was the Saints, right? But Alex said this, and I asked him. I said, why is it that Ryan Pace didn't control the situation and basically say to Nagy, for both of our benefit, but in particular for yours, it's proven this isn't your strength. We should probably go with Bill rather than switching back because your ego. So that's definitely malfeasance on Ryan. But no. Alex told me that a general manager shouldn't do that because he's crossing over to territory that's not his. He hired Matt Nagy. It was that was Matt Nagy's territory. I disagree, but he's mm. a professional player. Um, I, I, again, because I, I'll say this: um, even let's just say Phil, you, you have an editor, right? At at some point, if you are just totally messing up, it, it's it's on that. It's not it's not on the editor, but especially if you're in the editor up close. For that editor to come to you and say, listen, this is what you can do to improve said work, blah, blah, skip you, whatever. That's not infringing on your job duties. That's the person telling you, I'm going to tell you this before the next the next move is you out the door. All right. That's just yeah. that's just benefiting you. And yeah. then getting back to your point, as far as the offensive lineman, I've been arguing with with people. Um, I, I'll say this. I, OK, you let Massey go. That's that's it. I know people did not like Charles Leno Jr. I'm not saying, and I know you're not feel that we're the, the, the chairman and the co-chairman of the Charles Leno Jr. fan club. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but you had a serviceable left tackle on low money who last year wasn't playing as bad as he did in 2019. The real thing is people never got 2019 out of their head when it came to Charles Leno Jr. All the false starts, all the missed assignments. People never really got that out of their head. Last year, he wasn't he, – that, that wasn't him last year. That was more of a Jermaine Fetty when he was healthy. It's, to me, made no sense whatsoever. If you were going to bring in Tevin Jenkins and Larry Bourne, all right, Tevin Jenkins, you're, you're a second-round pick that a lot of people looked at as a first-round value. Perhaps now we found out with that back injury some of the reasons why you slipped into the second round. But still, you fight for the right tackle because usually I'm going to put you at right, see how that goes for a year or two, and then I'm going to move you you move to the left once you become acclimated to the NFL. That's usual NFL sense. The next day to cut Charles Leno Jr. baffled me. And it was like now – 
Now, now you're playing around and you're going to cut off your nose to spite your face. And it, people went, since we were all still drinking that, that draft juice and Kool-Aid that was spiked, yes. Yes. people were like, whatever. And I'm like, I still don't like that or whatever. But I, I, I said, okay, I'll play along. But then as soon as they, they, they got bitten by injury and I come back to the same people, and I'm like, well, now what? And it's like, well, Charles Lennon Jr. just wasn't a good person. It's just like, that's not what we're here for, all right? We're not here to debate the type of person <laughs> and all this and all that. If he's in it, that's not what the point was. He was serviceable, and you got rid of a ser- serviceable left tackle and created two problems when you didn't need to. So that was that was terrible on Ryan Pace. Now I know that there are some problems due to the pandemic, money wise, while they, they 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 moved around. But to me, even even if you had to cut Cal Fuller. All right, now that to me is worse than than Charles. In some ways, it's worse than Charles Leno Jr. But a tackle, a tackle is more important than than a, than a cornerback, to be honest with you. Because if you if you cannot protect your quarterback for nothing, then the right. game is basically over. You know, you could you can scheme a little bit to cover a cornerback, and you can use a safety over top to kind of help a quarterback, yeah. right? Yes. But for them to, to, to get rid of Charles Leno Jr., people be like, well, look what Charles Leno Jr. did out there to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I get, listen, it's Jason Peters. Um, his 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 veteran guile, of course, is better than Charles Leno Jr. Right, but Charles Leno Jr. is available, and that's that's to me is it is it was a real big issue that you didn't need to cause if you had sat there and let's even just say through training camp, I still wouldn't agree with it that you had you had an open competition, and towards the end of training camp, you felt okay, Charles, we're going to release you before the season starts because yes. this kid is over here killing it then okay. And I still would be like, you don't know. You may need that guy, you know what I'm saying, on your bench. I would have went along with it. But to me, that was one of the – that was probably the biggest mistake of this offseason because you didn't need to do it. It's hubris. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, yeah. Patience has a tendency. Like, he, he'll hit some – he'll hit some extra base hits. Like I'm, I'm getting into some sock stuff now, but he'll hit some extra base hits, but – he 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 got a he got about a two fifty mm-hmm. batting average, man. It's like he, he misses, he misses. Like he got wide spots. He hits on defense. He does. I mean, he doesn't have the track record to be taking chances on offense. Is my point. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I totally agree. If if yeah, if you find out, fine. You know this this kid has been like Ken said, has been killing it through camp. And we want to take this chance and let Leno go, but but to just release him outright, like, oh yeah, I, I pat myself on the back. Got, uh... <laughs> and you were doing it with a kid who had a bad, who had history of the bad back anyway. It's like right. <laughs> you know, you, you was yeah. already taking it inherently with the kid with yeah. Tevin Jenkins. So. Yeah. And Ken, you talk about you know maybe pace. Kind of letting Nagy know what it is he wants to he what he what it is he wants to see from him. In a way, I kind of feel like a GM shouldn't meddle. But at the same point, if you all are really collaborating about all this other stuff that you say you are, then why not that too? Um, and just to bring it back to Nagy, Kyle, you spoke about how the goalposts are kind of being moved seemingly with every win that he gets, as long as Bill Lazor is the one calling the plays. It goes back to like, man, it's, it's common sense. Like, it doesn't have to be this hard, Matt Nagy. It does not have to be this hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, let Bill, let Bill Lazor call these plays. Let him allow the offensive line to punch first, so 
So they're not just constantly getting hit in the mouth doing pass rush. Um, play to your quarterback strengths, play to your team strengths, which appears to be even with the great David Montgomery out, your running game, start with that and let everything else kind of fall where it may. Um, it just seems like common sense, like you guys said. It's, it's Sometimes it just defies logic, man, the things that go on and how it's all. Real quick, and it just crossed After you had these guys and they get painted with these brushes of being offensive prodigies or ma masterminds or whatever, and then they, they get a big head. And it's like, you know, I don't know what – I like I said, like I said, we spent 50 minutes last week psychologically breaking Nagy down. But, and I, I, I would love for somebody to do a, a, a real profile on him eventually and get into his head and, and for him to answer these type of questions. Because like, yeah, like we like we said repeatedly, the the move from back in back in 2020 when it happened at that point late in the season was was go ahead with Laser as the uh, as the offensive play caller as the as the coordinator as a true empowerator, and you know to go back to like you know everything was hunky dory was gonna be dory, like he learned something this year. Year that he didn't last year it was, didn't make sense, and you know I I think that's just it's, it's just something that is psychologically off about you know with mm. Pat learned his lesson <laughs> you can only hit your head against the wall so many times so maybe I'll say this real quick and I just thought about this look at last year when look Bill Lazor took over play calling and and basically unleashed David Montgomery right. David Montgomery is in his third season. You're supposed to use these running back up. Up. I'm not saying that like I like that, but it's just the truth of the NFL. You wasted two years on David Montgomery, and also, also, but the key is this: they've also lost wins from this. Just think, if Matt Nagy was ever as committed as Bill Lazor was to the run, that dude, they they may have been in the playoffs all three years of Matt Nagy's existence here in Chicago. From being what oh, yeah. eight and eight the year before last year, I mean, just that's at least a victory, if not two more victories. If you didn't try to put everything on Mitch, if you didn't try to put everything on Nick Foles, and you play fundamental football, but that was like I was saying the joke about Cal Shanahan making running sexy, and how a lot of quarterback, a lot of quarterback whisperers don't believe they can show intelligence if they're running the football. But that's that's not oh, true. That's you don't have to just go. Yeah, like, no, you can sit there and you have to run the football. Even some of the best offenses were hindered. I can go back to the, the greatest show on turf with those those Rams of the early aughts. Their biggest problem was that the fact that Mike March didn't just use Marshall Falk in a regular fashion at times. As far as instead of scoring so much that you put so much on your defense because you, the, you, you flip the field so quickly – no, take some time off the clock and run that rock and rock. keep your defense off for a certain period of time. So that, to me, is really – it really compounds the um, some of the, the issues with Matt Nagy. And it, just as Phil said when he was talking about Ryan Pace, the hubris, as far as get out of your ego. I, I, you can be confident, but you have to realize sometimes when your confidence is consistently leading you down the wrong lane and it's bringing you back nothing in return. And – Matt Nagy basically never did that until last week or until whoever forced him to do it. Uh, right. and, and I think you, you can't just look at the Bears in the bubble either. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about going from Nagy, who's had all this time with this offense, to Bill Lazor, who's just running a functional offense. Mm -hmm. You look at 
like some of the the, the uh, uh, like Joe Lombardi with the Chargers, Shane Waldron with the Seahawks, Kellen Moore with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, as much as I, ah, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you know, we're we're talking about people who are truly innovating or or at least figuring some things. I mean, you know, you look at that play that Kellen Moore had, um, that pass that that fake and pass to Ezekiel Elliott uh, mm -hmm. for that, that touchdown. Um, you know, I'm not saying you, you have to do razzle-dazzle. That has to be the base of your offense. But what are we, what are we talking about here, you know, in terms of pushing the Bears forward? We're mm -hmm. just hoping for functional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and it isn't – I know, that's sad. That's sad when you think about it. Yeah. It, and, 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 and we know that isn't standing field in the in – the, the backfield like a statue so at least over two weeks they've gotten away from that and they like I say they put the ball into their running backs hands as well they put they've slowly letting fields make but you know make plays they're still not letting them make plays on the fly eventually they got to show more trust in him uh, you know if they want to really un, you know unlock the, his ability they they gave the job the job is his you know uh, it's you know that's I, i'm encouraged by that so uh, that alone i'm encouraged by the running game i'm encouraged by the defense so you know they they, they i'm buying the bears for now but uh you know <laughs> green bay has this to to ruin all our moves you know the no matter when we play them during the season but uh we'll see how it goes this week but uh i want to we've been on quite a bit of uh, uh, I'm running along with all these shows man you know I, I drew I, I drew already then, then uh, interrupted Black Widow for me man so I know you want to get back to that so you know <laughs> but but right quick before, man, before we I haven't uh, even talk up, what if yet we haven't even talked what if yet I'm joking please continue <laughs> we, we should, that's for another show kid that's what I do I know, I know. but what I, I'm, I'm pro what if though with uh, pro but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, uh, right quick though, it, uh, with the you know you guys think that you know of course you know, they they stave off elimination. You know I was thinking you know that it would it would have been best for them to this game today right away. You know do you think that that might impact that they had to that impact the team or impact the the series that. That they had to hold this game on tomorrow. I'm gonna jump in real quick because if Rodon is a game four starter, right? Mm -hmm. It looks so like no, can. no. Let that dude get another day because his velocity mm -hmm. has been down. So mm -hmm. it, I, if it if it wasn't Rodon pitching, if it was somebody else, I would be with you. But because it's Rodon pitching and it, and he's that velocity is tapered off, I'm all for him getting another day of rest on that arm. Plus, that mm -hmm. bullpen gets another day of rest. I don't know if they would, would run Kopech back out with him having throwing over 50 pitches, but it's still like with all hands on deck, at least he has a day of rest. All of them have a day of rest compared to if they had to come back the next day. So I think it was fortunate. I get what you're saying momentum-wise, but you know baseball, momentum is as good as the next day starter. So sure. as long and as the bullpen as good is as out – I say, kid, it see momentum seems to be as good as the next inning in this series right now. Right. Like, I mean, listen, if they can hit like they did Sunday, then we can we may have a chance to send this back to Houston. 
Um, yeah. But I mean, you have McCullers going. Um, I pro. I, if, I, I mean, I, Dusty and Dusty wanted to chop the head off and not wait. I admire that, but I may have waited to let McCullers do it at home in Game Five because his splits aren't that nice. Mm. Um, look, I'm happy they got one because if you talk to me three, two, two days ago, my attitude was in a foul mood when it came to the White Sox because. Just you know how it is, man. Baseball can really take a lot out of you because the amount of time commitment you have to put into it and mm-hmm. your affection and affinity for your team, it can kind of hurt in a certain way when it comes to baseball, man. So I I was really upset uh, watching what took place Thursday and Friday. Um, I was going to turn to Walking Dead yesterday, to be honest with you. The old lady was like, don't do it. When they fell behind 5-1, everybody was gone. Everybody yeah, when they was down yeah, I was going to turn. Everybody on. I was on Twitter. Everybody was gone. It was like I was. It's done. But I they they had it. that comeback. Lori hit that three run home. Like all oh, it's all, man. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. But but Phil Phil, <laughs> you, you, you think the stick guy going going uh, again tomorrow? I think so. I think so. And I and I agree with the points made here. I think um, you know they they just need this can be it psychological help give them an extra day to mentally regroup and kind of assess uh what worked for them that allowed them to to come back you know and and to endure that that early setback when when they were down so yeah i i'm a big person on uh you know sports psychology because you know this game is played by by humans and you know it's easy for guys to get in slumps, um, you know, to be down on themselves. I think that's kind of encapsulated in, in Giolito himself. Mm. You know, you look at the start of his career mm. and uh, how he returned. So I, I think, you know, these are all human stories, you know, and, you know, they, they win or lose on, on human successes or failures. I didn't mean to get all the deep on you. That's a great point. <laughs> but that's why I say that's why you need the stick guy. You need a little chick in there too, you know. Yeah, you need that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, tomorrow I guess like I say, I, I guess about one o'clock uh, they gonna get it, you know, get it going. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if you know that crowd Sunday was amazing too. Like a night having that at night really helped. I think with the energy of that crowd and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be matched the same on a Tuesday afternoon, but you know, let's it's see what let's crazy see what happens, that, bro. It's I, I, yeah, I, I guess John, John Cusack better better not show up. <laughs> oh man, don't don't drive, man. I did, that's yeah, that's that bar stool best, man. These fools act like you know, they act like a you know, a straight home, straight. We call them meatballs on 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 D and Davis. That's that's meatballing over there, man. <laughs> I, I'll say this real quick, and I, it was just an observation. And I know it's because of uh, uh, season ticket holders. I never saw guaranteed rate that white before in my life. I was, I was like, goodness gracious, where are we in the upper bowl? Black and white. There goes one. There's another one. I mean, I mean, especially for a fan base that's multiracial. It it was it just stuck it stood out to me and again like I know I know I have I know people that were there 
but it was just like looking in the bandstand. And again, I know it's you know season ticket holders have the you get the first access to it or whatever. But it, 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 and again, it doesn't matter because we know you know historically about the socks or whatever. But it was just watching it. It was just it just stuck out to me. I I, I just wanted to make all those man. Then was then were all the all oil and park and lockport and downers grove they all came out they they made sure they were there tonight they, they might have been there they they wouldn't have come to a sunday night game in july but they'd have been they were going to be there uh oh boy in game three <laughs> here we go <laughs> Uh, you're saying man wait a minute you can send your email and tweets to Kyle <laughs> memes and they know how they could get at me they could get at me <laughs> Man, anyway, I'm, I'm I'm gonna get ready to wrap this, huh? No, I'm saying that we we want to know, bro. What's going on? Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm it's it's my time. I'm, I'm running up this show, but I want to I want to say my announcement. Uh, man, it, I I, I want to be more. I, I'm trying to be more worried. I was gonna be more wordy about this, but again, we we run. I'm just gonna say uh, what's what's up. I uh, got a new job. And um, I'm gonna be working on the uh, the desk for uh, NBC's Chicago. I'm joining through with uh, Ken. Be I'm part of the NBC Universal family. Shout out to Tony Gill on the assist. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's been a long time. Tony can put in a little work. Yeah, huh? Definitely. Listen, you your persistence, um, especially. I mean, we. We know from you know how diligent you have to be um, when you you may not be getting uh, any dollars for the amount of work and time that you have to put in um, to go along with your craft. I'm very proud of you. I'm happy for you. It's well deserved, and this is just another step. There'll be more steps. I'm happy that you stay on the grind because a lot of people will just let go and just say that I'm not going to keep going after my profession. Um, and you deserve everything you get, and I'm proud of you, bro. Absolutely, you, it means a lot from you in particular. Yeah, all three of you, three of you brothers, in, in some way have helped with uh support, with uh, you know, uh, you know, just a lot of you know, uh, support and love and stuff throughout the year. Appreciate all you guys, so many others who you know, who uh, work with me throughout the years and you know, have been there. I appreciate it. And, yeah, it's, it's it's great to be uh, getting checks again for what I do, you know. But that, that's what uh appreciate that. But uh, you know, yeah, I'm gonna stay grinding, man. You know, war is war. Media is always gonna be a part of my heart. Is put a you know, Ken knows we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into thing, and it's always gonna live on in some some manner. I think for, for a long time. But, uh, you know, the work that we've done in a lot of ways was done in order for us to thrive in other ways. And we, we talk about demise at the beginning of the show. I'm, you know, I, I would love for demise to still be doing the show with Ken, but to know, but just, you know, everything because he's my family, but because, you know, uh, you know, just because he's a man and I know how much he sacrificed too. I'm so glad that he got what he got out of what we've done and that he feels at peace with that. And, you know, Ken, being able to have the platform that he has now, I know it's just the beginning for him. 
and I'm so proud of him. Proud of you, man. I think Drew, Drew, one day, Drew gonna be writing for the Tribune or the Athletic. Or somebody, man, because he deserves. Don't worry, we'll it. get you an NBC soon, Drew. Just hold it, on. Stay right, we, right, we, we, <laughs> well, we keep the back door open, Drew. I get you. Exactly. Get you in there. I but, uh, man, you know, it, like it's that's what it's all about for me, man. It's getting more people like us in the door and allowing us to do the things that we love and do it for our, our families and the people that support us and and buy into our dreams, man. So, you know, I'm just glad that I'm able to make some people proud again. And, you know, I'm going to keep on trying to do that, you know. Uh, you make us you proud make without doing that, bro. Don't that. say that. Don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> so, yeah. I, mean, I, get, I was proud seeing you with Regal at the Bears game. And, I mean, yeah. that's, that's all you on you. I mean, I'm going to be proud of anybody striving to do what they want to do in a positive fashion, and that's all you have been. So we're always proud of you. Don't ever feel like – if this door closes, that we're not proud of you. Don't ever feel like that, bro. No, absolutely. You, bro. And, and, and look, I, you know, I just want to say, you know, I, I've been in this market for a while now, and, you know, I, I see people that are inserted in the roles, and I see people that are – that just have a commitment to sports in this town, especially when the mainstream either doesn't give them a chance or just kind of dismisses them. Access isn't what it should be. They're just learning that they need to give diverse people access to these sports teams. So I've seen uh, people like you, you Ken and Demons and Maya Kai and, and Kyle Means and Terrence Tomlin and Gene, you know, just that commitment grinding all the time whether, you know, they have doors shutting their face and, I, you know, people, at least there are some people that notice uh, the work and commitment you have to bring in a different voice uh, to the sports landscape of Chicago. And it's appreciated. Yeah. So many times that's all you can, it seems to be all you can, you, you want. It's all that you want and all that you can hope for. Cause you, you know, the grind, the, it's, it's, you get very little else, especially when you, when you out there on an independent level, it can be very hard to maintain that energy and that focus and that that willingness to keep going. It's like I, I've been I've there have been times where I've been around and I was like, man, I'm just not gonna be able to do this anymore. And uh, you know, hey, it, it's things change, change though. I, and I say that to anybody. If you have something that really drives you. And that you, you know, pretty much living for. Don't give up. Don't give up, man. Keep going. Keep Let doing. Let the waterworks go, Kyle. No, don't, don't, don't get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should, I should have signed off five minutes ago. <laughs> See, nah. You deserve it, bro. <laughs> Just yes. keep doing. Say, don't, don't, man, don't, don't give up, man. If you got that in your heart. Keep going with it, and, and you know you'll get you'll get to where you need to be. If it, it, it rarely comes in the way that you expect it to come, and the time it rarely comes when you expect it to come, but it comes eventually. Like I said, three about three four months ago, I was like, man, I'm done with Regal, man. I'm done. I'm done with this war stuff, and event, and, and and all that time, and that time since that short time. I've covered Bears games. I've covered, man. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm working for 
NBC Sports Chicago, man. It's, it's crazy how things change in, in a couple months. So if you, if any of y'all out there feeling like you don't have like like that path ain't forming for you, just keep fighting, man. Keep fighting. And if you need help, holler at me, man. <laughs> holler at me. I'm, I'm ready to help anybody out who wants to get on, man. So that's all I got to say. You see what you did, Ken? You got him all emotional, man. That's good. He deserves it. I, I, no, I, was uh, I think everyone's been there where you kind of feel like, man, I had a t- look, I had, I gave myself a year. I'd never said this. I gave myself a year. I said, all right, I'm going to see how it goes. And I went from no one wanted me to come on their show. I was like, it's getting quiet out here in these streets, right? And um, you know what? I kept, I kept grinding. And also, I had to find my own voice. And I'm sorry, this is not supposed to be about me. I apologize. But I had to find my own voice. Not the man, your, your example means so much. That's, so I, 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 I love to hear your process. I, I had to find, because, you you know, usually um, it's that gap in the interview where you know it's you go, I go, you go, I go, where actually you can do prep for whatever else is, you know what I'm saying? And usually I know the general questions D would kind of have. And it's like I had to I had to do both and some of the strengths that he has, I had to I had to incorporate more of that. So I wanted to take time to help further refine myself when I'm constantly still refining myself. But I had to, I put like a year on the cow and I was like, all right, we'll reassess this in a year and see how this is going, because you put so much time into it. The last thing you want to do is walk away. And I'll say walk away if you feel unfulfilled. you don't want to walk away and feel unfulfilled. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. at one point, regardless of whatever, however big you get or whatever, you're going to walk away. And it's just about having that fulfillment when you walk away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everyone goes through. And I was going to say this, too, to piggyback what Kyle said. Chicago is one of the best markets for this, even independently, because there are a lot of people, especially in the media, that will help you. This is like, you know, like, for instance, Chicago historically hasn't been like partner for partner when it's like the hip hop scene or something. In the past, I used to kind of be the storyline, crabs in the barrel mentality, quote unquote, was the narrative. That is, and not saying anybody says that's the, the narrative when it comes to um, um, sports and media and all that. But just I've been had so many nice people in, you know, so like it, I couldn't really even count the bad people as many as nice people from all walks of life. That if you just show, you know, reach out and, and and people will help you out usually here in the city. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're not some jerks. I haven't, luckily, I haven't really ran into them like that. But this is one of the better, mar- like to have a feel, you know what I'm saying? And to sit there and to take time out and to break yeah. your team up. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even know if the story dropped when he broke my team. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop talking about it. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, wait, let me tell you, let me tell you this, let me tell you this, so let me tell you this, so you, you interviewed us, I'm sorry, I know we gotta yes. go, you yeah. interviewed us, right, yeah. so we got, we, we went, we were gonna go back on the score, all right, yeah. so we were gonna sit in for less, right, and this is because of the pandemic, we got to do it from home, yeah. so you know, you do less, that's five hours of talking on the radio, all right, that's a lot of work, all right, period, and before we did it, well, we had to do a video conference with Shane Reardon from Six Everything to Score to make sure all our equipment was working. And I said to D, I said, man, you look frazzled. What's going on? He said, man, I'll tell you after we do this. And at that point, I was like, oh, my God, it's over. 
<laughs> and it was. It, and so I remember, so we did it. We It was like a Labor Day or something. We did the show or Memorial Day. We did the show. And I remember waking up Saturday like, well, let's get this over with. And we talked and he, he told me like, I'm, I'm walking away. And again, I'm happy because I see him spending time with his family. The, I, the last part, yeah. the, the sacrifices that people have to give to do this is a lot. I, I know, Drew, you know, from, you know, saying just away from your loved ones, Phil, you definitely know. It's, and Cal, you know, the, the, the time away from your loved ones events, there, there were weekends where I could not, I couldn't attend my son's practices, basically. And it's, it leans on mom to have to do it because I'm down at the school, you know, doing the show for free, trying to refine myself and become better for perhaps to get on a platform. And thanks to Kyle, because everything shifted when you joined and Sid and then Tony, and it's just the crew of collaborating and just the uplifting. Uh, I'm, I'm always just so happy to be involved with all of you gentlemen, even if we don't get enough time to really talk and connect. But I just want yeah. you all to know that I'm behind you. And if you need anything from me, I'll always be there for you. Um, and I hope it's vice versa, but I, I know it's vice versa. And, and, uh, I say shout oh, out to Phil. Shout, shout out to, uh, I was going to say shout out to NABJ, who supports yes. and advocates for black I gotta join. journalists. I, I got to join. You you should, Come man. On, you on TV and stuff, man. I can make that happen. We'll get you in the okay. fold. You didn't come. You didn't come. I've heard you ask other people to join. You never came to me and asked me to join, Phil. I didn't know I was in ABJ material. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Ken, Ken, wants to, Ken wants to be recruited. Yeah, he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to I have to woo you Ken. Spend some game Ken with I, you. I, I, I owe him. What, what, what do you drink, Ken? I, owe you, I, I guess I owe you a beer whiskey. or something. Whiskey. I drink whiskey. <laughs> whiskey? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll have it. We'll meet up someday. You. Okay. I'll but I appreciate it. I'm just I'm being facetious. I'm no, 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 yeah, no, me, I know. I know. Let me let me uh, like I said wrap this up, man. Again, thank you and and much appreciation to everybody who has supported uh war media, we are regal radio.com, uh regal radio from you know 20, 2013 from Dean Davis show. From 2012, you know, on, on is is really been an important part of my life, and, and you know, is is brung forth so many things that I, I create from friendship, brotherhood, to you know, like I said, collaborations, and you know, and it's finally getting me some money now. So, so I. <laughs> It, it just took eight years to get me some money, so I, I you know, it's, it's, that's what's up. So. You don't have to do the first and fifteenth, Kyle. You don't have to wait for the first and fifteenth. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So thanks to everybody who's who's going to watch this show and or listen to this podcast, and you know, just keep riding with us. We 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 ain't we far from done, and uh, you know, just uh. Here's to more success in the future for all of us, man. And, you know, uh, we, like I said, we'll just keep it going. And uh, I'll be back next week. I don't, I, I said, I'm not sure what my schedule is going to be in the near future, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep trying to do this show and a couple other shows at least. And, uh, like I said, we're just going to keep on pushing and, uh, you know, keep doing it. So, uh, Phil, 
appreciate you, brother. Uh, let let people know where they could follow you and uh, follow your work. Oh, best. Uh, thank you. Best Twitter handle at Phil. I mean, I'm sorry, at underscore Phil underscore Thompson. Yeah, it's I know. <laughs> Not the best one. Chicago. <laughs> also, hey, hey, that's that's keep it simple, man. Yeah, well, yeah, I tried to get a better one, but hey, that's what it is. Underscore Phil underscore Thompson. And uh, cool. you know, Chicago Tribune.com sports. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh again, of course, you know, let, let them know if they don't already. Hit that's Davis on social media, all social media platforms. Uh make sure you check out that Davis show under center on NBC. We don't really do the flip as much, but uh we'll see about that in the future. But uh yeah, you know, if you want some some bearish chatter, make sure you check out Under Center. Um, it comes out Mondays, Wednesdays, and on Fridays. Uh, Siafa from NBC joins us on Fridays. Adam Hogue will be on tomorrow's show, which will be released on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, for Bears Talk, you know where to find it. Yeah. And Drew? Hey, man, as always, look what Drew did. Instagram, IG, or Instagram and Twitter, I'm sorry. Drew, Drew got a great piece. A lot of people have read it already uh, on uh, Zach Levine and, you know, what more can he go into this season with the Bulls? Definitely going to have a lot more uh, Bulls coverage coming up with us on uh, Running With War and on this show and, uh, you know, on, on our uh, our Substack uh, War Ready. Uh, definitely get great writing from, uh, you know, from Drew, and I'll try to chip in some stuff as well. And uh, Josh Hicks as well. So, uh, and of course, uh, you know, uh, Ken's producer, Ryan Bukovsky, writes Bears uh, reviews for us and stuff on War Ready. Check him out too. Not enough people give Ryan his due as a Bears writer, but, you know, ho- you know holler at his stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, that's it for now, guys. Thanks for staying on with a uh, compact two hour show. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, this uh, really, like I said, great to have this moment with you guys. And uh, like I said, much appreciation. And we'll see y'all uh, next week. Peace. Congratulations, Peace. Kyle. Congratulations. Another round.